we're preaching on the gospel of John. We've covered the first three chapters and we're gonna continue even through Easter and probably after Easter because the gospel of John has so much revelation that will impact us in 2024. I wanna greet our congregation, our ministry in Downey. As I speak right now, the most beautiful church in Los Angeles County is gathering as we speak on Paramount. Down Give it up for our Downey campus. We love you, Pastor Charlie and Pastor Betty are simply the best. And we love you indeed. So we, we've been preaching on the gospel of John 1, 2, and 3. We covered the first three chapters. This is John chapter 4. And this is the story. Give me some room. Give me some room. Give me some room. Yes. Like this. And are there any questions? So in this illustration, you're going to be Jesus. Yeah, a different kind of Jesus. <laughs> the Jesus without Rogaine. Yes, that Jesus. Yes, yes. No, by God, no, no, it's okay. You don't, no, that, yep, yep, there, yep, okay. And you're going to be, for this illustration, the woman at the well. This really happened. So Jesus, you're, get me tired, Jesus. You're tired, you're tired. No, not, not like, <laughs> that's not, no, not wasted, Jesus. I said tired, Jesus. <laughs> no, all right, one more time. Take two, tired, Jesus. You're tired, Jesus. You're tired, Jesus. I don't, even know, I don't even know what that means. It looks like Jesus of acid reflux or something. <laughs> so Jesus is tired. The Bible says he's tired. And he comes down and he finds, he's thirsty. Matter of fact, let's just read it. John chapter four. John chapter four. He had gone through Samaria. He had to go to Samaria on the way, which right there, that'll preach. Jesus had to go through Samaria. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village near the field that Jacob gave his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Somebody say, Jacob's well was there. Jesus tired from the long walk. And this is Jesus, the Messiah. This is God in the flesh. And his humanity was tired. Here's something you won't hear a lot from stages. Sometimes Christians get tired. You could be spiritual, filled with the Holy Spirit. You could decree the blood of Jesus every day, read the word, do the word, live the word, and still get tired. Being tired does not disqualify you. It affirms your humanity. However, what you do when you're tired will determine what happens after you're no longer tired. So he was tired. This is Jesus. And Jacob's well was there. And soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water. That's you. You're the Samaritan woman. And she came to draw, give me the Samaritan woman look. There's a look. Just like this, like this. It has to be like, yes, yes. Ready, ready, ready? Like a camera shot, ready? Oh, whoa. That is like unbelievable. There it goes. My next movie, we're in. You guys are good. You're good. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said, Give me a drink. Now put this in perspective. He, the Messiah, is asking her to give him a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. Spiritual solitude is not the same thing as personal isolationism. When, you, when there is a time that God will bring you to yourself in order for you to have an encounter with his glory. 
Sometimes God will call you to be separate from everyone else because he has something he wants to tell you. So are you with me right now? There is something called healthy spiritual solitude. Always take some alone time. Always spend some time where it's just you and God. Maybe walking around, maybe exercising in your car, in your shower. Spend some time alone where it's just you and God. He was alone at the time. His disciples had gone. The woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. You think racism is an issue of today or in the past 100 years or 200? No, this stuff went back all the way back then. They had racial strife, ethnic cultural strife. She said to Jesus, whoa, 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 you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan woman. In other words, for this context, you're a Raider fan. <laughs> and now I'm a 49er. <sighs> so why are you asking me for me a drink? Next verse. Jesus replied, if you only knew, somebody say, if you only knew. That phrase by there, you're going to hear it again. If you only knew the gift God has for you and who are speaking to you, who's actually, you're, you're talking to, you would ask me, and I, and I would give you not just any water, not even Fiji, I'm going to give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket. So she's telling him what he doesn't have. Go, good luck with that. Go tell God what he doesn't have. Go ahead, go talk to God while he doesn't have. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? Keep on reading down. But then, then she, she, she finally lays out, I'm talking about eternal water, eternal life. If you drink from me, you're never gonna thirst again. If you drink from what I have to offer, you're never gonna thirst again. You're the one, I asked you for water because I knew you're the one that was thirsty. Oh, you're the one that needs to drink. But man, when you drink from this well, you will never, ever, ever thirst again. I haven't started preaching, but can I ask, is there anyone who has ever been to that well? Has anybody ever been to the well called Jesus and you drank from that water and you never thirst again? She shouted, give me this water and I'll never be thirsty. And then all of a sudden the script changed. This is crazy. What are they talking about the entire time next to a well? They're talking about one, one subject matter. What is it? Somebody say water. Jesus pops out out of the blue, nothing to do with water, and says, go get your husband. Like, what are you talking about? No one mentioned husband. No one mentioned marriage, relationships, nothing. We're talking about water. And then Jesus says, go get your husband. So the message Right now, and it's gonna be very brief, but you'll hear it. Is this is the word of the Lord for you today? Go get yours. I need you to touch the neighbor you like the most and tell him, go get yours. <laughs> tell your other neighbor, the one that's looking at you, telling you, don't touch me. <laughs> that neighbor, you know what I'm talking about, that person. <laughs> tell that neighbor, go get yours. Go get yours. Go get yours. If you're taking any notes, and good luck with that, number one. Number one is, watch this. Jesus was thirsty. We read in John chapter four. He's, he is next to what well again? Who's well? Anybody know who Jacob was? Jacob is a character from the Old Testament, from the book of Genesis. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, third one in the line. Who is Jacob? Jacob is the one that fought for the blessing, the one with the ladder. Jacob is iconic. Jacob fights with God. He gets a breakthrough. God changes his name. Your name will no longer be Jacob. Your name will be Israel. It is Jacob, 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 Jacob. Jacob is that guy. But wait a minute. Jacob is part of his family tree. No, go back. Go back 2,000 years. One of his, there's this. 
back to his ancestor, Jacob, his great, 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 all the way back. That was Jacob. That was Jacob. Stop. Jesus is drinking water from a well that was dug up by one of his ancestors 2,000 years before. I'm going to calm down. I'm going to try to preach this for a second here. Jacob did something 2,000 years before that. He, give me a shovel. Come up here. Come up here. Help, help me out here. Jacob, 2,000 years before, did this. 2,000 years later, Jesus, a descendant of Jacob, the son of man, the son of God, is drinking from a well that this guy dug up 2,000 years prior. You're still not getting it, but you will in one minute and 18 seconds. Your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. They will drink from the well that you dig up in 2024. Am I preaching to anybody here? I'm here to tell you, get ready. You are about to dig up a well. You're about to build something. You're about to release something. You're about to give birth to something that will not only impact you, your children and your children's children and your children's children's children will drink from the faith well of Jesus. Come on, if that's you, praise like you're about to dig up a well. Let me ask you a question. Are you ready to dig this year? Oh, some 18% of you. Are you ready to dig this year? No. Are you ready to take away the digging process? You remove the superficial dirt. Once you remove that dirt and people get stuck there, there's something called bedrock or limestone. You got to break through that part. That's the hard part. That's the part that requires more. You go in deep. That's hard. And people give up only with the superficial. People live life only removing the superficial areas. And they never experience breakthrough because they're not willing to go deeper. But in Christ, he paid the price. And you go deeper. And once you break through the rock, there is living I'm prophesying to somebody right now this is the year a well will spring out of your family that will feed your children and your children's children if you believe it lift up your hands and repeat after me this is the year I dig up that well that's the faith well. That's the family well. That's the financial well. That's the health well. That's the well of integrity and intimacy of holiness in Christ all in the finished work of Jesus. This is the year. So do away with your, drop your iPhone, replace it with a shovel. Stop swiping and start digging. I, I did not do this at nine o'clock. I have no idea why I'm doing it now, but I feel something. Some of you have been digging, but you, but you got stuck right there in the bedrock. Here's the word of the Lord. Keep on hitting. This is the year you will break through and water will come out of Oh, I feel somebody should get into a praise break right about now. This is the year of your breakthrough. This is the week of your breakthrough. This is the season of your breakthrough. Keep on declaring God's promises. Keep on calling out the name of the Lord. Keep on affirming the fact that the blood of Jesus, Hebrews 12, 24, speaks on your behalf. Luke chapter 1, verse 50. From generation to generation, that fear of the Lord, here it is. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. 
Oh, repeat after me from generation to generation. Say it like you believe it from generation to generation. And one more time, and we'll go to the second point. Repeat after me. What I do this year in Christ, for Christ, with Christ, in the name of Christ, for the glory of Christ, will not just impact me. It will quench the thirst of future generations. Now give him that final praise for that point. Jacob's well. Number two, this is the point. Look, Sarah, listen, you know, give me some. What? You can't ask. I'm a Samaritan. I'm, yeah, yeah, but I'm going to get caught up in that conversation that divides us. The people want to get in conversations that divide people. So she wanted to trap Jesus into a talk about race and ethnicity and culture and like things that divide us. And he didn't fall for it. He went like, yeah, yeah, I'm not, basically, I'm not here for that. I'm here. A matter of fact, I'm here about. My culture is a kingdom culture. I transcend your stuff. I focus on the stuff that brings us together because we have more in common than we have that, that differentiates us. I'm going to focus on that. And then, then, then she kept on going, all right, but that, then you think you're better than Jacob. And, no, 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 no. and all of that. And, and she's prompting him. And then, and then he, he, this is Jesus looking at the, the, the Samaritan woman. So this is, and he's looking at her and she's talking like, you don't, you think you're better. You think, how dare you? And he's looking at her. And this is what he says. I kid you not. We read it. Watch. Just lets her talk and says, if you only knew, drop the mic. You don't know what you don't know. If you only knew that you're talking to the living water, if you only knew that salvation comes out of here, if you only knew not only what you were saying, but who you're talking to and what he can do for you, if you only knew. Point number two is, if you only knew, if you only knew what you don't know, if you only knew the times that God showed up and protected you when you were, were about to be taken out, you think you know, but you don't know. If you only knew the times that Satan released his demons, literally released his krakens and said, take him out. If we don't take him out, he's, he has great purpose, but his children will one day change the world for their generation. So we got to take him out. If you only knew that God said, we got this, and the angels of heaven showed up in front of you and protected you from being taken out by the hell that came against you. If you only knew... If you only knew the days that you were broken and went to bed crying and the tears were coming out of your eyes and you were, you were even doubting God's existence. You were like, I don't even know if you're real. I can't be going through this. There's no way. How do I do that? If you only knew that while you were in that bed and, and, and you were broken and you were on that pillow, if you only knew that the Holy Spirit right there in that room said, you don't know what to pray, but I do. Oh, I feel the Lord right about now. Is there anybody here grateful, not just for what you do know, but for the things that you don't know that God did on your behalf? Anybody here ready to give God praise for what you don't know? Somebody praise him for the days he showed up, for the days that he saved, delivered, protected, and covered you. We don't know what we don't know. He looks at her and says, if you only knew... You don't know, you don't know, you think you know. 
You think, that's why I love 1 Corinthians 2.9. It says, listen, you think you know, but you don't know. Your eyes have yet to see. Your ears have yet to hear. Your mind cannot even imagine what I have in store for you. You don't even know what I have for you because I love you. You don't know. Romans 8.18. Romans 8.18, powerful. What you're going through right now can never compare to the glory that is coming your way. If you only knew, look at your neighbor, tell them, you don't know what you don't know. If you only knew, no joke, if you only knew the times he protected you on the highway, he protected you at work. If you only knew the people he removed from your life. I'm preaching about seven people right about now. I know it hurt you when they left you, but you should praise God right about here, right now. Because if you only knew that it was God pruning you and protecting you and preserving you, if you only knew, somebody say, thank you, Lord. So now I used to thank God for the things I know. Now I thank God for the things I don't know. If you only knew. So if you only knew, that if you drink from this well, you will never thirst again. If you only knew that salvation is here, deliverance and healing is here, if you only knew. And then the final point, third point, because every preacher has to have three points minimum. If not, they're no longer they're disqualified from preaching. Final point. Go get your husband. I'm not making this up, so help me. Has, have you ever talked to someone who randomly pops out with something that had nothing to do with the conversation? You ever been there? Look, I'm not saying, is she here? Okay, the most beautiful woman in the world, my lovely spouse, you know that, 11 years old when I first met her, all that, she fell in love with me, she couldn't stop harassing me and I married her. And that's my story, I'm writing it in a book, so it has to be official. It's like, oh, I had to marry her. Okay, please marry me, please marry me, please marry me, please marry me. Okay, all right, I marry her. Call that holy harassment, and it worked out, and it worked out. I'm talking to my wife, not making this up. God is my witness. This is not, I talked to my wife. It could be about, I was talking about church. This is a random example. We're talking about church. You know, what about program systems? What about, talk to me about the small groups, you know, new campuses. All of a sudden, she pops out and goes, coconut tree. I'm giving you an example. Like, and I'm going. Like, what does that have to do? That's just the way God made her. She randomly comes out with, Jesus looks at her out of the blue. Go get your husband. Dude, you're not even talking about husbands, spouses, all that. Go get your husband. Mm. <sighs> Go back to the book of Genesis. Isaac met his spouse. Jacob met his spouse. Even Exodus. Moses met his spouse where? At a well. Do you think it's a coincidence Jesus is bringing that up when they are next to a well? And then he looks at her and says, she says, well, you know what? Technically speaking, you know, you know, I don't really have a ring. And then he, he says, yeah, 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 you know what? You've had five husbands. The one that you are with right now, that you're sleeping with, he's not even your husband. 
that, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me be real here. But he tells her, go get your husband. In other words, you've had five. You technically have six, but I'm number seven. I'm, I'm actually the perfect one that you've been looking for. Not to physically marry you. I am your spiritual. You've been looking to somebody. You're looking for a man to fill your void. I am the son of man and the son of God, and I can fill a void of your heart and of your spirit and of your brokenness. Am I preaching to anyone here right now? He told her, wait, 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 wait. He told her what? Go get your what? Go get your what? There, and I, I love my fellow preachers. We're part of the same association, the, the Kumbaya Happy Pastoral Association. I get that. But many pastors preach and say this, Jesus was tricking her. He was just, you know, he was basically like, like prompting her to confess her sin. So he said, in other words, people preach this. Jesus looked at her and said, go get your husband in order to prompt her to confess. Listen, I'm not really, I'm, leaving, I'm living with a man. I'm not really married, but I've had five. No, listen, I just don't buy the idea that Jesus engages in trickery or deception or coercion. Uh, let me show you what I truly believe he meant because he said it. I could only read what he said and preach from what he said. What did he say? That's what he meant. No, you missed it. That's what he meant. No, you're still not getting it. How many times was she married? She failed five times. Technically, she, married, she failed six times. He's telling her, now go do what you attempted to do before, but now that you've met me and you're drinking from this water, you, you're not getting it. Go get your husband. You failed five times. You failed six times. But from now on, you will have victory in the same area. You experience defeat. Is there anyone in this place who is ready to see victory where they were defeated? Anyone here? Is there anyone here in 2024 ready to be successful in the areas they failed in before? If that's you, shout like you're about to get yours. Come on, if that's you, lift up your hands. I dare you to look at your neighbor, tell them, go get yours. Get your breakthrough, get your healing, get your anointing, get your victory, get your family saved, get your dream fulfilled, get your purpose come to pass. With your hands raised, everyone here ready to exchange five, six, multiple failures for victory that can only be found in Christ. The same areas you failed in before, when Jesus is your savior, you will have Christ-ordained success. God is telling you, go get your husband. In other words, go get your victory. Go get the areas in your life where you failed miserably in. This time, go get them and you're gonna be victorious. I'm speaking to someone in 2024, you will be successful in the very areas you have failed in in the past because you're not drinking from any well, you're drinking from the well that gives you eternal, new, and abundant life. Somebody should raise the roof right about now if that's your word. Come on, lift up Jesus and say, go get yours. Come on, tell your neighbor, go get yours. Go get yours, go get yours. Anybody ready to get their breakthrough and their victory this year? Let me see you, if you're ready for your victory, if you're ready to get you, if you're ready to get what belongs to you, what God paid a price for. With your hands raised, everybody. We're done, lift up your hands, let me pray over you. 
Let me pray over you. Stand with me if you're not standing. Go get yours. Go get your husband. Go get your husband. Yeah, five, six. I'm number seven, the number of perfection. Always the bridegroom. Always the bridegroom. Go get yours. You failed five times. Actually, you failed six times. But when you are in me and you drink from me, failure will never define you again. You will succeed in the very areas you have failed in. So he wasn't being sarcastic, coercive, manipulative. He was telling her, go do what you've attempted to do. But this time do it in me, with me, for me, through me. The outcome will be different. This woman spread the word. She became a follower. That word spread throughout. Read it. Do your biblical due diligence. She became like the number one spokesperson. She became like this Jesus thing is for real. Yeah. Stop for a second. He told the woman who had, if you only knew, does anyone here know why she would go there at 12 o'clock noon? No one was there at that time. She was embarrassed. Everyone knew of her reputation. She was promiscuous. A philander. Five husbands back then, 2,000 years ago. Wow. Jesus looks at her and says, what? What is the first thing he told her? What did he tell her? Jesus asked for her to serve him in spite of what she did in her past. There's nothing in your past that can possibly disqualify you from serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. My past mistakes, your past mistakes will never disqualify us from God pouring out his glory upon us and through us. What an incredible illustration of what Christ speaks to us about regarding eternity and forgiveness. She serving a promiscuous philandering woman serving the holiest entity in the universe. Look at the dichotomy. Sin, sin, sin. Serving holiness, holiness, holiness. Pastor Sam, Pharisees are not going to like that. By the way, it's because Jesus changes everything. A little side note that some of y'all pick up. We find Jesus in our service to others. When we quench the thirsty and feed the hungry and take care of the widow and the orphan and those that are hurting and suffering, you'll always find Jesus in service to others. Go get yours. Go get yours. Can I ask you, if you're committed, if you heard from heaven, if you believe with me that this year you're going to put the, the iPhone aside and the remote aside and everything else aside and you're going to dig deep because this is the year a well will be sprung up, will spring up that will address the thirst of your children and your children's children. If you believe that, raise your right hand. If this is the year you're going to build something for him, something multi-generational, Dig up that well. 
If this is the year that you're going to give God glory, not just for the things you do know, but for the things you don't know. And by the way, if this is the year you're going to just say, Holy Spirit, when I don't know what to pray, can you pray for me and through me? Y'all come in agreement? I don't want to get freaky about this weird, but the Bible does say sometimes, even out of your mouth, the Holy Spirit will speak and pray for you through groans, through stuff you don't even understand. So when that begins to happen, I promise you, it's not that you ate too much pollo loco. And number three, go get yours. Go get yours. Let me pray for you right there where you're at. Heavenly Father, you spoke to me about this message. You said, he said, Sam, tell them to go deep this year. Go beyond the bedrock. The breakthrough anointing is upon them. They are a bunch of breakers. There's a breaker anointing upon them. Micah, tell them to go deep, to use my name, use my word, use my spirit. Let my spirit use them. Break through the bedrock and the limestone, the hard areas in their lives, and living water is waiting for them. And that water will quench not just their current need, but the needs of their children and their children's children. So this year we dig up. This year we'll give you glory, oh God, not just for what we know, but for the things that we don't know. And this year we will get ours. We will get victory in the areas we previously experienced defeat. We declare it all for your name, all because of you, because we drink from the living water that is Jesus Christ eternal, new, and abundant life. If you come in agreement with what I just prayed, say, this is all me. Say it like you believe it, 100% me. Mind, body, soul, and spirit. This is the year. In the name of Jesus, under the blood of Jesus, for the glory of Jesus, that I will go and get everything that God paid the price for. In Jesus' name, no joke. Now give him the best Sunday shout of praise you've given him thus far. Somebody shout, go get yours. Go get yours. Go get yours. All right. Right there, I promise God, so please don't move. Give me 60 seconds on the clock. I promise God and I can't fail. My, I fear the Lord. Give me 60 seconds. Close your eyes. The reason we close our eyes is that we do things clandestinely is because we want to reflect and meditate on this. If there's anyone here who says, Pastor Sam, on that bench, I'm the Samaritan woman. I have a horrific past. Pastor Sam, if you would know my past, I'm so ashamed of my past and I've never given it to Jesus. I've never, ever, ever given my past to Jesus. You're telling me that nothing in my past disqualifies me. I'm telling you in Jesus, there is no past. The blood of Jesus makes you white as snow. He makes you new, hence born again, John 3, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Isaiah 44, 22. He makes you new. Pastor Sam, what do I have to do? Give him your past. How do I do that? Well, by confessing he is Lord and Savior that he died for you on the cross, that he resurrected to give you eternal, new, and abundant life. Pastor Sam, I don't want to wait till next week. I don't want to wait till next month. Can I give him my past right now? Okay, let's do it. If you're here and you've never given your past to Jesus, right there where you're at, everybody with your eyes closed, if you want to give your past, no matter what it is, it could be the worst of things, things you did, things that others did to you, whatever it may be. You're walking with that shame. You don't need to. He takes care of that. If you're thirsty to be clean, this is your day. So right there where you're at, here or online, Downey, LA, all over, if this you, right there where you're at, if you want to give him your past and you've never done it before, raise your hand right there where you're at. 
Just raise your hand. I promise you, I'm not going to embarrass you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Anybody else? I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Give him your pass. I see your hand. You want to give him your pass and you've never done it before. I see your hand. All right, here's what we're going to do. Everyone who raised their hand, I promise you, I love you so much. God loves you. That's why you're here. Holy Spirit brought you here today. You may not understand that right now, but you will one day. Holy Spirit brought you here today. If that's you and you raise your hand, I want you to come out of your seat and join me up here. I'm going to pray for you here. I'm not going to embarrass you, but I promise you, we're going to celebrate you as you come up. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Come on, church, give it up. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. I'll wait for you. Come on. There we go. Somebody give it up. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we Yeah. There we go. Anyone else? 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 We'll make room for you. We'll make room for you, I promise. Hey, there's a couple walking down the aisle. I gotta give it up. Somebody just please. 